welcome to Mindful Christian Year. This is the short podcast to help us practice the presence of God in the present moment. We call that Christian Mindfulness. My name is Karen, and I'm glad you're here. Today, we're going to talk about experiencing grace during suffering. Now, we know that suffering is a given in any life, but for some Christians, suffering is a shock, a sign that God isn't paying attention, or a symptom that they are praying incorrectly. They're doing it wrong. The idea that a Christian life is all prosperity and popcorn is widespread, and it's wrong. As Jesus said in John 16, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. So how can we take heart when pain and sorrow, fear and loss are taking up center stage in our lives? We know God is omnipotent. God can do anything. God could fix this problem in a second. So why does he allow our suffering? Jesus warned us, as we learned a minute ago, that we would have trouble on earth, but he encourages us to remember that he has overcome the world. In fact, he says, so that in me you may have peace in almost exactly the same breath as he says, in this world you will have trouble. So what does that mean exactly when pain, sorrow, and loss are center stage in our lives? And how do we get to Jesus' peace? I believe some answers come from Paul's words about his pain and trouble in 2 Corinthians 12, 6 through 10. Even if I should boast, I would not be a fool because I would be speaking the truth, but I refrain. So no one will think more of me than is warranted by what I do or say, or because of these surprising, surpassingly great revelations. Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan, to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. This statement from Paul makes perfect sense when combined with the idea of a God who consents to Satan's request to test a person, as he did to Job. You can find that in Job 1, 6 through 22. And he also did it to Peter, which you can find in Luke twenty-two thirty-one. God knows that suffering develops humility, a true understanding of who we each are and who God is. Without this depth of awareness, we can't be in a strong relationship with God. Our trials not only build faith and character, they also open our eyes to the reality of our existence. Jesus prays for us in times of temptation and suffering. For example, he told Peter that he had prayed that Peter's faith would not fail. I think it's notable that Peter did not pray that, that I'm sorry, that Jesus did not pray that Peter would not deny him. He knew that this terrible experience was necessary for Peter and for all who later learned about it. The phrase, what doesn't kill us makes us stronger, is commonly said. Did you know it's not from the Bible? It's actually from Conan the Barbarian. It's the script of that movie just slightly misquotes Nietzsche. Actually, suffering makes us weaker. 
And that is a good thing. Why? Because God wants people to see his presence in his Christians, and not just in people like Peter and and Paul either. Suffering breaks up the vessel of our self-centeredness, our own self-regard. A broken vessel displays the light of God's presence within to others. Maintaining faith, joy, and hope during a serious calamity is the best Christian witness we can ever give. So how do we do that? The good news is it's not up to us. God tells us, as he told Paul, my graces are sufficient for you. And I believe this means that God will give us the abundant graces we need to deal with our suffering without fear and anxiety. But instead, having the suffering while experiencing his peace and joy. All we need to do is be open to accept these graces. I found this to be true in my own life. I opened myself up to God in continual prayer and thanksgiving using Christian mindfulness. God fills me with peace and joy even in the worst places I have ever been, in the hospital waiting room, in a locked psych ward with a loved one, at the funeral home, on the scene of an accident, in the board conference room, and during the dark of the night. It's not up to me. God is doing it for me and through me. When we suffer and rest in God's grace, God responds. In Isaiah 45, 3, Isaiah writes, I will give you the secrets of darkness, riches stored in secret places, so that you may know that I am God, the God of Israel who summons you by name. Kay Warner, who is Warren, who is the co-founder of Saddleback Church, has called this experience gritty grace, and maybe the abrasion we feel is good for everyone. To find more ideas and inspiration for your Christian mindfulness practice, visit mindfulchristianyear.com, all one word, mindfulchristianyear.com. Let me know what ideas you like. Blessings to you and your loved ones.